0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the MedTech Talk podcast. This is your host, Tom Salemi. Thank you for joining us. We are in the middle of uh, organizing our MedTech Conference agenda. The MedTech Conference, of course, will take place on June 1st in Minneapolis. You can see a rough draft of that. Go to medtechconference.com and uh, check out some of the themes we're addressing. Obviously, financing will be one of them. It always is and always needs to be. It's an area of, uh, of importance for everybody. And uh, we're working with our advisory board to come to, uh, come up with uh, some innovative approaches to uh, to raising capital. So we hope you'll find that conference panel very helpful. But before then, I want to obviously touch upon that in the podcast as well. And I spoke, actually, I spoke with them late last year. We've been holding on to this, this interview for a little bit. I spoke with Jerry Harrison, who, uh, interesting enough, is formerly of the Talking Heads. That's Jerry Harrison. And Brian Smith, uh, formerly of Morgan Stanley, a little less famous, and they have created a company called Red Crow Equity Financing. And it's an equity crowdfunding site or crowdfunding uh, page firm. And they work with med tech portfolio companies and eventually they'll be expanding into healthcare more broadly and other verticals as well to help them raise monies from uh, individuals, investors of different classes. So uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating democratic approach to financing. It's obviously something that has been talked about before. I'm not presenting it as a a brand new idea. But to have a firm like Red Crow uh, focusing so much exclusively uh, on healthcare, I thought was fascinating. And uh, I wanted to understand a bit how they go about things. So if you're raising money, take a look at redcrow.com. We'll get into that in the the podcast. We'll explain what they're doing and, and how they're approaching it. So Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Before I let you go, though, uh, do register for the MedTech conference. One of our uh, early bird discount uh, uh, rates is is expiring next week on Wednesday, I believe. So you might want to get to that right away so we can uh, we can see you in Minneapolis and you can save yourself some dough. Speaking of uh, raising money, so let's get into this podcast with Jerry Harrison and Brian Smith of Red Crow Equity Financing. <laughs> Well, Jerry Harrison and Brian Smith of Red Crow, welcome to the podcast.
1: Welcome to be here.
2: Thank you, Tom.
0: Now you're uh, you're in your uh, your conference room at Red Crow, right? You're. Uh, <laughs> you're <That's> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, exciting
2: to yeah be- our
1: conference room with four wheels. <laughs> yeah we we have uh, we we've we've named each conference room by uh after a card. <laughs> <laughs> so this
0: is literally where you go to 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 think the big thoughts and to have those important conversations. So I, I love I love the startup life.
1: We're in conference room A6 right now.
0: <laughs> what uh let's get right at the uh at the start. What Red Crow? What what is the the meaning behind it? It's a it's a it's a great name and strong name, but uh what is it supposed to represent?
2: Well, it's certainly is a play on words uh, when when we started thinking about creating this equity crowdsourcing platform we really from the beginning were focused on healthcare and the you know the color red which represents vitality and health and prosperity was was there and then coming up with you know the crowd and and being different of compared to what's out there from a crowdfunding standpoint, we came up with the red crow and, you know, crow is a very wise bird. I always, I always tell Jerry, you know, when we were coming up with a name that coming from Boston, one of the things I noticed when I moved to Mill Valley, California, was there were crows everywhere. And it always seemed that when there was a life decision to make, there was some, some crow squawking outside my window and so, you know, do a little research on crows. They're actually a very wise bird, and that's really who we are in the crowd. We're the red crow. We stand out. We're doing it different. And um, we chose not to have crowdfunding or something that alluded to uh, some some business that does online crowdfunding because this really is, Tom, the future of how investments are going to be made, especially when it comes to this world of, of private placement. And,
0: and let's get into the story. Your your, your website, which looks, which looks great, by the way, I think your your content is really sharp, and the in the videos, the elevator pitches are, are uh, excellent, storifying of uh, of some startup tech startup stories, startup uh, uh, um, pitches. It's it's really a nice presentation. Uh, you you in your meet the team segment, you really present yourself. I think it's sort of a, a counterculture thing for investors, which is something that crowd crowdfunding has been doing for a time. But you mentioned, you, you de- described the team as a Morgan Stanley dropout, a, a talking head, and that's Jerry. I'll have you, let you answer this question. Jerry Harrison, uh, formerly of the Talking Heads, uh, a frustrated CFP, turned investor vigilante, a market research maverick, and a startup veteran, and social justice warrior. I mean, this, you really kind of assembled a, uh, a strike team of uh, almost... Uh, Anti-investors who are, at least by the description I get, are somewhat frustrated with the process and want to and want to change it. Jerry, what what is Red Crow's mission? What, what are you you trying to do?
1: Well, I mean, what we're really trying to do is create opportunities for people, uh, both accredited and non-accredited investors, to easily uh, examine new deals, deals that may not have been ever available to them because even accredited investors, it's often who you know and are you in a certain network on whether or not uh, certain uh, opportunities present themselves. Certainly to the Title three investors, the, 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 you, they never had this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we thought that, well, that, that democratization of investing was a wonderful thing but we also recognize that currently there's very little uh, vetting or a scrutiny given to the quality of the deals there's certainly a scrutiny given to is this a good pitch is this a good uh uh powerpoint that we're looking at but I, that's you know that is not enough what is enough is that we need to know that that the team that's working here is devoted they're not going to be you know working for a couple of months and then just coasting and seeing what happens but they believe in the process that they they believe in the company that they're starting they think that their technology or their service is is meeting a need that is is totally unmet and, and we think that that's a very uh compelling story uh you know, to to go to a couple of the companies that we've uh, invested in by having them on our site, uh, You take a company like Excella, which is examining your personal biome. And there's been more and more literature showing that biome health can can be or lack of biome health can 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 help uh, bring on things like ADD. Um, maybe make you more prone to some of the life-threatening diseases that are seem to be kind of growing in, in the elderly po- population. And the, the relationship by your gut, you might say, and the rest of you is huge. We live in a world, I've been involved in some uh, <clears throat> uh, companies that would have been involved with food and with uh, uh, global warming. And it's just amazing about you know the kind of amount of poisons that are sort of spread throughout um, our world with really not very uh, stringent testing for them. Sometimes the tests were designed when the science could only do, like you might say, p- parts per thousand and now we can do parts per ten million, but they haven't up- upgraded the rules. So the, to, testing your own biome and understanding You might be missing something specific, and then then they send you targeted probiotics to try and restore that biome. We just thought was like a really not only a really great story, but like something really necessary in a world where not everyone has availability of absolutely natural grown food and food that is is tested for potentially things that would not be good for you. And of course, and the other thing about it is, is, of course, each person's a little bit different.
0: No, it's a it's a fascinating area, and and one I think is going to be surging for sure. And you've got you've got three companies, Excella, Stretch, and Myrtle, uh, in the healthcare space. And we can get into the other two in a second. But we're, with traditional VCs, their constituent is clear. It's the it's the limited partner, the investor in their fund, who gives them the capital to put to work and to make great returns. And, and they can do that. While also serving the company and, and creating products that are meaningful. It's not a, a smack against traditional VCs. Who is your, your do you have a primary constituent at Red Crow? Is it the companies that that need the funding for, for these products that may or may not get attention from traditional VCs? Or is it is it those investors, uh, the the sort of super angels or or socially motivated um folks who have have done well with their life who want to put Money to work. Uh, Is there a one and a one A in terms of your constituency, or are they both equal?
2: I think it's a great question, Tom. And today, I I feel that it's it's very equal. And I say that because you know, firsthand experience for me was you know, it's a it's a you know, it's fun to say you know, Morgan Stanley drop off, but the real story is that. While I was at Morgan Stanley, I was introduced to a medical device company in Boston that was focused on making labor and delivery safer. And for myself, I got really passionate and involved with this company, having had experience with uh, extreme preemies. Um, My wife and I, during our first pregnancy, we uh, had a, a real extreme preemie at 24 weeks Wow. So extreme that she only lived for a little longer, and oh, um, she ended up passing. But because of that experience, Tommy got involved with the March of Dimes and a lot of other organizations that focus on preventing premature births, which is an epidemic in our country. Well, this one particular doctor who was a client of mine brought an opportunity to me. It was a medical device to make labor and delivery safer. Their biggest issue was they could not raise the money to get a prototype built and then what they needed to eventually move forward and go to a FDA um, submittal. And I was just passionate about it. I knew I had clients at Morgan Stanley that would love an opportunity to look at this investment. And it was made clear to me that I couldn't represent or show any of my clients an investment opportunity that wasn't being represented by my firm. Mm-hmm. And so I made a decision to leave and get involved with this company in a business development role and make some strategic introductions. And what that taught me was this great company, which has one FDA approval now to date, it's been six years, they're in the middle of uh, trying to receive a second one, and they're in the hands of an investment bank who's already begun talking to investment uh, strategic acquirers, was that those companies that don't get funded by angels, could very much end up in what they call, you know, the medical graveyard of companies that tried to make it. And on the flip side, here were these high net worth investors looking and craving for a very similar type of high risk, high reward investment. So the idea of what we're doing with the Red Crow, where we're finding similar companies that have all the makings to be a success and bringing them to accredited investors today and eventually the non-accredited investors, it's really exciting on both ends because you've founders who deserve to be funded and you have investors who deserve to have an opportunity to invest in these these deals. And that's one of the very reasons why I got involved with Jerry because he had been on both sides of these early stage companies. And it made for the experience I had with, with really just dealing with the investor and partnering with Jerry who's been on the company side. Um, you know, a, a solid partnership as we headed into this new world of, of equity crowdfunding and crowdsourcing.
0: That's a, that's a great story. And, you, and, you, and I think that point that med tech companies and healthcare companies really do create uh very important and, and necessary and essential products. And I think sometimes we all forget about that in the talks about venture funds and returns and all that. So that's a, that's a, a great story. And it must have been very rewarding for you to actually get involved in something that, uh, that is helping people. So that's terrific. What is Red Crow's primary function? Where do you get involved with, with the startups? And, and where do you get involved with the investors? Is it just bringing that community together, uh, registering the investors who have the capital to help a, a, a startup company or, or to find a great investment, not just help a startup company, but find a great investment? And is it finding those companies that, that need the funding? Are you, is your primary function just bringing it together or do you make investments of your own and provide uh, other services as well
1: right now we are the the, the former we are the with the the place where investors can investigate and find new opportunities and then invest directly in those companies uh one of the things when you were mentioning to back up a little bit when you were mentioning VCs is that we knew that we could not do everything that a VC can do because we're not placing people on the board of directors and we're not throwing out management and finding them new managers. But we are certainly spending time on vetting whether the science behind their project with our advisors actually makes sense. Do we think there actually is a market here? Do we think that the team has a has the experience and the drive to make this go forward? Do we uh, feel that there's a real potential market for it? These are like very, very, you know, and this is one of the things I think that which separates us from most of the other sites. I haven't been to every other crowdfunding site in the world, so I don't want to say absolutely everyone, but most of them to me seem like, uh, a lit like sort of like a phone book of power pit points, and you go through it and you make um, you know you might make a very uh, uh, you know make a decision based on like well you know I think an electric bike's a good idea or I think that a brew pub that serves this kind of thing wow that's unique that sounds good and of course some of those can can work out but we felt that we needed to do a much deeper dive. And the fact that we're actually doing medical companies that are ending up doing either some kind of technology or trying to treat an issue, we, had, we, we need to be cautious. It's very important that these companies really fulfill some kind of social need and social impact uh, and improve people's lives. And so it's not only about making money, it's about can they really accomplish what they, what the, what they started out to do and are people going to look back a few years from now and go, like, man, that was really great. It's like this has really, really helped me, you know, grow into a healthier life.
2: I just want to say, by the end of the year, what you'll see on the Red Crow website is our advisory board, um, which is a very important, they play a very important role in the companies that end up on our site. So heading up that advisory board is Dr. Stephen Shia. Uh, Stephen's family owns Jane b Medical out of Wixom, Michigan, and they have their finger on the pulse of not only the large healthcare companies, but those startups that are coming through. And so it's been a great funnel and channel for him to direct companies to us. But Steven, along with other advisors within healthcare, we get together, we look at the deals, we talk to the entrepreneurs and beyond just that feedback, we will be receiving through our discover side of the website, feedback through the crowd, which we're referring to as wisdom of the crowd, and letting the PAs, the NPs, people that are in the field also weigh on these companies on why this would make a difference, how they make their job easier. And we open this up, Tom, to everybody, not just the accredited investors when it comes to feedback. We want the crowd's participation. So when you take those two factors, we feel like we get a good hold on these companies and, and what their potential is, but then... Take it a step further, how to tell their story in an effective way that an investor understands and feels comfortable making that investment.
0: Hey everybody, this is Tom again, just uh, interrupting this conversation to remind you that registration is open for the MedTech Conference. We're actually closing out on our uh, early bird discount rate, so you might want to register now to save yourself some dough. Go to medtechconference.com. And you can register and still get the uh, early, early discount rate. So now back to this conversation with Red Crow. How, how do you control that that torrent of information from from the crowd? I understand if you have uh, accredited investors who, um, with uh, with a set amount of funds to be to qualify as investors, they presumably come with some level of sophistication. It may not be in med tech, but it may be in business and. That's a bit of a presumption, but but there is sort of a, a cutoff line there. If you open it to all investors, including people like myself who could kick in two hundred fifty dollars into a, a company, how do you how do you measure their uh, input in a company and in, 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 uh and in, and ensure that you're getting the the right input and, and the most valuable input? So these companies are uh, are judged fairly and, and accurately.
1: Well, when we look, when I looked at the um the current sites i said to myself this almost seems like it could be a ponzi scheme because everyone has heard about how much money people have made in facebook or uber or airbnb or google or of course apple or and there's a whole bunch of them and everyone dreams of that <laughs> that includes accredited investors too <laughs> and you know i'm going well how can we trying to make this a more cautious and effective platform for these people to invest, brand new investors to invest. So the first thing we said is, if we combine Title II and Title III investing, Title II being traditional investors who are accredited, Title III being the investors that have now been, uh, uh, you might say, enabled to invest by the JOBS Act that means that there's going to be a certain portion of these investors who did have the wherewithal and the experience to have seriously looked at a company and made no this is good this has got a good shot right there you've by by combining those investments i think you make the title 3 investors have a level should have a level of comfort that there are people who could find out things that maybe they wouldn't be able to but but one of the other more interesting things we've done is that, and one of the reasons we've stuck to right now just healthcare, though we are dying to do some other verticals because we have some, we've been um, nurturing some advisors in those verticals, is that we're having what we call the wisdom of the crowd. And we are, in our marketing campaigns, we're going out to people who are within the medical community. Often, who are in the specialty that, or the specialty that, I think there's a couple of pronunciations. That's why I use both. That <laughs> that uh, uh, that are understand something like this. For instance, there is, uh, you know, Brian w- was involved with this thing that was very much about labor and delivery. So if we were to be marketing directly to the labor and delivery, uh, doctors, nurses, anesthesiologists, hospital technicians, and perhaps families who had gone through a a challenging birth, they'd be going, this actually makes sense. This would really have helped. Wow, I just wish that we had had that there. And And we hope that their feedback coming back to the site will will create a, a vivid and a powerful uh, uh, um, discussion which other people then could look at and go, well, they not only have, like, taken, you might say, paid, paid advisors, people have a general view of, like, what's good science, but they've actually gone out within the community of people who are going to be using this, and they go, and they're getting a thumbs up. And that means this is probably, this is going to work. This is going to be... A company now there may be some challenges, and I think that you know we outline these. Sometimes there are hurdles for each company that are a hurdle. One hurdle could be a a certain kind of FTA approval. Second one could be that they have the basic science, but they still need to perfect it for it to be, you know, that for the results to be, you know, 99% instead of 97% or something like that. Uh, That's why you're investing in a startup. You're investing in something that. Is a good idea. and It is a long way there, but still has a ways to get there. If they were all the way there, they would have been already bought by GE or so, or one of the other bigger companies.
0: Sure, no, yeah. and I think it's worth pointing out that as the, the 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 number of traditional VCs diminishes, there are I think ideas that are going unfunded that are that are good ideas, and it might not be the the home runs that these bigger venture firms need to invest in to uh, to really see the returns, but they're certainly companies with, with valuable uh, products and, and and potentially lucrative returns so i think i think there's a nice niche for this Let, let's that's
1: actually by the, by the way you you make a a point that we haven't focused on very often but i'd like to really address sure when i was uh, when i was at uh, garageband.com and we went to um made our rounds to the various venture firms they said look money's not the issue we know this is a good idea, mm-hmm. and we've got the money. Our problem is time. Yep. We've only got a few partners who can take on the amount of time that we feel they need to do with each one of our companies. So we're not looking for singles, doubles, or even triples. We're looking for only home runs because, because of we have this limiting factor of the number of people who can do that. Because ours is a little bit more free-flowing, does not necessarily – after it's sort of up and running, does not take quite that amount of attention and time. I think that we can be happy having doubles, and you know, I don't think I want suicide you know, <laughs> suicide bunts, but we we, we, we want uh, we, we we you know we could be happy that we had something that helps things, helps people, solves a niche, and their lives are better, and. You know, it doesn't have to be the one that, like, cured some absolutely, you know, you know, know, like something like the hep C vaccine, like, it's kind of come out and it's like, oh, my God. But, of course, those things also often cost $100,000 for a treatment. And I think a lot of our things are going to be, you know, for $100, you you find out a lot more about how to get healthy. If you put out, you know, you spend this on a regular basis, you can... uh, you you know you can build your strength and health sure yeah you know tom one thing i think that's important
2: too for the listeners you know we've been talking a lot about these companies that need an fda approval but as you know healthcare and the companies within healthcare is so much more than just that we will be very specific about how many companies on our site need some sort of an fda approval whether it's through studies or they go through a 510k but we've got as you see with stretch an application that you can buy now that allows families to communicate about their health and their health records. Very important for our baby boomer generation, especially as families are spread out. We have a nutraceutical company, uh, as Jerry mentioned earlier about excella and we have others in the pipeline that are already either post-revenue or about-to-go revenue that didn't need an FDA approval. So healthcare is, that's the other thing, it's such a huge marketplace. Again, as you know, and I'm sure your listeners know, that we really want to help these companies find that early stage funding and not end up you know one of these companies that was killed off because they couldn't get the investment banking you know, or the vcs there's too many too many great opportunities out there and again you know i go back to that fetal monitor company if it wasn't for individuals i don't know where that company would be today and when you look at where it's come thanks to the individuals there's, there's stories out there to be told
0: absolutely well, let's just drill down for the last segment on on uh, one of your companies, Myrtle Medical. I'm looking at the the site now, and they've got a a great new MRI technology. Uh, they've how did they walk me through the process? They can they they came to you, you you put them through a process, you determined that they were a, an entity you wanted to be affiliated with or have represented on your site. Do you create the 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 great content that's up on your site, sort of presenting their story, and uh, looking at their their uh, their status bar right now? They've got they've raised thirty six percent of a one million five hundred dollar uh, goal. You know what? Walk us through the, the fundraising process and, and what happens when they do, or if I hope they do, or if they don't reach that that uh, one point five million dollar goal.
2: Hey, I'd be I'd be happy to to walk you through the process a little different with Myrtle in the sense, Tom, you know, we launched three and a half weeks ago, almost, almost a month ago. It's amazing how fast uh, the time goes, <laughs> but you know, we wanted to launch with some, some companies that were live and active and taking investments. So we've had a little bit of luxury with Myrtle stretch and Excella to spend time with them. Uh, we've treated them as partners because they knew we were launching, we were building our audience. And we've been trying to make a lot of strategic introductions for them as well so we can really promote them, um, include them in our social media, and, and just creating exposure for them. But for most companies, and especially the ones coming to us today, they would go to raise funds on our homepage, fill out the documents that need to be filled out there, and upload some of the requests that we had. And that gets them on to the Discover portion of our website. And, again, this is where we take the collective voice of the crowd and our advisors and we help to get them and tweak their story to move them into the invest now. And when you do move over to the invest now, yes, everything is done intentionally. Those videos have a format where we want, you know, I I say that the video today is the, is the modern day prospectus, like what you might receive when you get a mutual fund here in, in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, you go to some of these incubators, and, and they will talk about creating a great video to explain and to share with who you are because you're sending this, it's going viral. So when you end up on the invest side invest side of the, of Red Crow, you you create this video, we get all the documents set up. You'll be working with third party financial groups. Again, it's all how this is regulated. We have a broker dealer that, that is involved and is our partner and they help with the transaction of um, any investments made online. So fortunately all three of the companies, I know Excel has not been updated yet, but all three of the companies since joining us have begun raising money. And again, it's only accredited investors. So some of those investors who are putting in higher dollar amounts, they want a more hands-on approach where they want to talk to the investors and we facilitate all of that.
0: And so with Myrtle, uh, so the, I was wondering about the, the, how long they've been fundraising. So that, that's great status so far. So once the, 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 they, they do reach a goal, um, what, uh, what then happens next? Is there just a, a transfer of the funds to the startup? I guess I'm asking on behalf of the startup CEOs listening today. Uh, is there some, some fee involved? What's the, what's the final step? And do they remain part of Red Crow's sort of portfolio um, for a, a long period of time?
2: We hope that all future rounds, especially as they've had success on Red Crow, will we'll come through Red Crow. In the case of what you asked about receiving funds, uh, we are set up for every company to have an escrow. And we, in fact, we're just having this conversation this morning. It is certainly a case-by-case basis, Tom, on when we break that escrow. But most of the companies that we're talking to have money in the bank. They've been raising money they're well on their way to to having success. We're not working with companies that have an idea on a napkin. Most of these companies are have been raising money. They have lead investors. And so it's important. And I think all of us who have worked with startups understand that that money, um, the sooner it gets in the hands of the company, the better it will be. But in some scenarios, if we feel that you know they're raising three million dollars and they at least need to raise a million to go to the next level. You know that may be be a different situation on when escrow gets broken. And so again, I mean that's how Red Crow is different. We're, we're treating all of these companies uh, individually and using it as a case by case basis. But I think, especially with you know having Jerry work with startups, as they say in the movie industry, you know you put the money on the screen, and I think we want the money to go to work. I mean.
1: We're a new company, and you know we have found. You know we've companies have come to us at at various levels of development, and so we have to take it on a case by case basis at this point. Uh, Things may change. You know, we a year from now we may be known for a particular companies of a certain size. uh, This this is the perfect way for them to, to be raising money. Bigger than this. We want some institutional investors, and this is not—you know—although we can present ideas to the institutional investors, they're going to spend a lot of time doing due diligence and talking to us anyway. So maybe we don't—you know—it's not the most efficient. We don't know that yet. Uh, We really think that we could be almost at any size and valuable anywhere. But but we do know there's going to be a shakedown and a uh, learning process, and we're—you know—just. Going straight ahead to, to find out all of that information.
2: Important for the entrepreneurs that are looking at joining a site like Red Crow or doing crowdfunding, what's important for them to understand, you know, especially with Red Crow, that's not your only means of raising funds. It's to supplement your current round. So if somebody who's on our site ends up going to dinner with a potential investor and they decide to invest, they don't need to do it through Red Crow Red Crow is really a, a platform for them to market themselves, but taking it a step further, Red Crow has enabled the, the platform to take investments directly. So it's really a, a, a great opportunity for investors to be out there raising money, but to have another source that they can tap into.
0: Terrific. Well, it's uh, certainly the, the, the healthcare world, um, medtech in particular. Is in need of uh, any assistance you can get in, in in getting the capital necessary to to push companies forward. So I think the addition of, of sites like these are essential, and uh, I'm grateful for you taking a few minutes to uh, to share Red Crow's story. It's uh, it's really an interesting one. The website is uh, RedCrow.com, and uh, are you folks on Twitter or anything? Or is there a way to uh, for people can reach you if they'd like to uh, connect after this podcast?
2: Absolutely, we're on we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook we're on LinkedIn, uh, all the social media uh, outlets. Um, I'm happy for your listeners. I have an email set up specifically for entrepreneurs. You can reach me at brian at red and uh, It's what we do. We love talking to entrepreneurs. We love talking to investors and bringing investors to the right opportunities where they can add a difference beyond their investment. That's an even added bonus in, in our situation.
0: Terrific. Well, I hope we have the opportunity to uh, follow up on uh, many, many success stories going forward. Thanks for taking the time today.
1: So do we. Okay, thank, thank you. you
0: Tom. And that is a wrap. Thanks, Jerry and Brian, for joining us on the MedTech Talk podcast and for sharing Red Crow's story. Uh, always interested in helping entrepreneurs find new ways to raise capital. So I hope uh, this interview. Uh, create some conversations for those listening and uh, for red crow as well thanks to our listeners for joining us on the medtech talk podcast if you would do me a favor and uh, give us a rating on whatever uh, platform you listen to probably itunes or uh, a rating and or a comment would be a great help and uh, just spread the word about the podcast anyone who's interested in medtech innovation i hope finds these podcasts interesting and uh, you should be a real friend and let them know about that So uh, finally, do join us on June 1st at the MedTech Conference, happening at the Lowe's Minneapolis Hotel. Go to medtechconference.com for details. Uh, We'll be highlighting uh, many of the uh, elements of the conference or or people who are helping us assemble those elements here on the podcast. So you'll hear me talk about it uh, in the future, but we're also going to go into different subjects as well and uh, just talk about MedTech more broadly. Uh, looking forward again to working with our co-chairs, Stacey Ling seng and Kevin Hikes to uh, put together a great show. So go to MedTechConference.com and we'll see you in
2: Minneapolis.